Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Friday, December 14th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today we'll be looking at UK Prime Minister Theresa May's latest attempt to save her Brexit deal, another choppy day on Wall Street, and a US Senate vote in defiance of senior Trump administration officials. Then the FT's Leslie Hook takes us to Poland, where ministers from around the world are scrambling to reach a climate agreement before annual talks end this weekend. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. Prime Minister Theresa May met with EU leaders on Thursday night as part of a two-day summit in Brussels. She pleaded with them to save her Brexit deal. Mrs. May urged the EU27 to offer a legal tweak to the deal. The tweak would effectively put a one-year time limit on the Irish border backstop. That could appease Eurosceptic MPs. They're worried that without a time limit, the UK would be locked in a customs union with the EU indefinitely. Mrs. May insisted she could change the dynamic at Westminster to get the deal through with EU support. EU diplomats said there was confusion in the room about the exact nature of the legal changes she was requesting. Officials are expected to work over the holiday season to try to come up with a new formulation. Meanwhile, as Mrs. May tried to save her deal, Tory Eurosceptics called for her resignation. The Prime Minister is expected to present a revised deal to Parliament before January 21st. Hi, I'm Mamta Badkar, a reporter on Fast FT. Thursday was another wobbly day in markets, with Wall Street giving up early gains to end the day mixed. Investors adopted a cautious tone as they watched for signs of progress in trade negotiations between Washington and Beijing. Hopes that trade relations were thawing amid Chinese concessions on soybean purchases and auto tariffs and amid ongoing trade discussions between the two countries were not enough to help markets finish the day in the black. Investors also digested the latest decision from the European Central Bank. The ECB left rates unchanged and confirmed the end of its quantitative easing program in December, as was widely expected. The euro slipped after ECB President Mario Draghi said he saw the balance of risks to the economy moving to the downside. The results are 56 yeas and 41 nays. The resolution is agreed to as amended. That's from a vote in the U.S. Senate on Thursday. Senators voted in favor of a resolution to withdraw military support from the Saudi-led coalition in Yemen. Saudi Arabia is leading a coalition that's fighting Houthi rebels in Yemen. The conflict has claimed thousands of lives and created one of the world's worst humanitarian crises. Yesterday, both the warring parties agreed to a ceasefire in the vital port city of Hodeidah. It's a significant breakthrough in peace talks. The U.S. Senate resolution is largely symbolic but it underlines division between Congress and the White House. President Donald Trump has defended U.S. support for Saudi Arabia and its de facto ruler, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, even after the murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi in the Saudi consulate in Istanbul. The resolution is supported by lawmakers on both sides of the aisle, but the bill is not expected to pass the House of Representatives. And here's something you might want to know more about. Hey, Leslie, is that you? Eric, hi, I can hear you loud and clear. Great. Leslie Hook is the FT's environment and clean energy correspondent. So, Leslie, where are you talking to me from right now? I'm here at the UN Climate Talks in Katowice, Poland, which is southern Poland. It's a coal mining region. And tonight is Thursday night. It's the 
penultimate night of the UN climate talks. And the task facing the delegates here is to agree on a set of rules about how to implement the Paris Agreement. So when the Paris Climate Agreement was signed in 2015, they didn't really include any of the details about how this very ambitious, lofty accord would be really implemented. So the goal of the Paris Agreement was to limit global warming to well below two degrees Celsius. To do that, each country was going to set its own national targets about cutting emissions. But this year, they're trying to agree on a set of rules about how to measure those emissions, how frequently to report emissions, and all the details, uh, which are turning out to be very difficult to sort out. So let's talk about some of those details. What are some of the main points of contention among negotiators? Well, we've just had a new set of texts come out this evening, and the negotiations are now getting kicked up to the political level. One of the biggest tension points has been whether all countries should have the same rules about how they report their emissions or whether developed countries and developing countries should have different rules. There should obviously be some flexibility for the least developed countries. Everybody agrees on that part, but what that flexibility looks like, who qualifies for those looser considerations, all that has proven to be uh, contentious so far. And the U.S. isn't in its usual prominent position this year. Can you talk about why that is and how has it affected some of the talks? Well, that's one of the things that has made talks much more difficult because when the Paris Agreement was approved in 2015, it was really the U.S. and China that were driving that process. The U.S. and China got together. It was, you know, years really of negotiation between those two. And when they agreed on the outlines of the accord, everyone else came along as well. And this year, China has really been sort of thrust into the spotlight, perhaps unwillingly so. And the U.S., although they are still here, has a much lower presence uh, because President Trump said that he plans to withdraw from the Paris Agreement. The U.S. can't formally withdraw until 2020, so their negotiators are still here. Uh, There is a delegation here, but it's certainly not playing the same type of political role that it has in the earlier And what are you going to be watching for as the talks continue today and then into the weekend as well? There's going to be two key things to watch. One is the rule book, what that looks like. Are the rules strict or are they loose in a way that's going to slow down the pace of acting on climate change? The second key thing to watch is going to be the discussion around this recent scientific report from the UN that laid out the impacts of 1.5 degrees of warming and the impacts of two degrees in warming. Now, that report, which came out in October, was prepared by dozens of scientists and, and was unanimously approved by all the countries that are a party to the UNFCCC. However, it's proven very, very contentious. And we saw uh, a few days ago the U.S., Russia, Saudi Arabia, and Kuwait all banded together to block language that would have welcomed the report. Instead, they just want to note the report. And this debate between welcoming the report and noting the report has really hit a nerve here. A lot of countries say this is an absolute blind for them, that they must welcome this report. I mean, this is a report that was commissioned by this exact group several years ago. So the same parties that agreed the Paris Agreement asked for the IPCC, which is the scientific body, to prepare this report. So their argument is, well, we commissioned this report. How can we not now 
welcome it since we've already all approved its findings. So that debate is going to come roaring back in the next couple days and, and could be very divisive. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be following U.S. retail sales numbers. Investors will be watching to see how key categories like online shopping, general merchandise stores, and food services fared in November. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back on Monday for all the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Fiona Simon, Amy Keene, and me, Eric Krupke. Our editor is Amelia Mahasik. Robert Shrimsley is editorial director for the Financial Times. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.